everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. What's wrong? My throat hurts. Um, but that's neither here or there because last I checked, you're still pregnant, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> knock and, on wood. <laughs> and the pregnancy has evolved. Evolved. I have a big belly now. You have a big belly. I, I'm I'm like day to day measuring up to like Dimitri's belly. <laughs> We're doing a size. I've been comparison. growing mine for ten years. <laughs> doing a size comparison every day. Um, but yeah, it seems like me gaining my belly was like a walk in the park compared to you getting your belly, uh, because it wasn't so smooth sailing at the very beginning, was it? No. So, I mean, it's something that everyone tends to talk about, this thing called morning sickness, and it's caused by the hormones that is now in the body. It's not only in the morning, by the way. Yeah, it's all day, any day, whenever it wants, really. And it's different for everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. I found out from my mom that when she was pregnant with me and my brother, separately, of course, not together, that she was sick the entire Pregnancy. pregnancy. So morning sickness and not stop. Yeah. For some people, it's like the whole 36 weeks of the 40 weeks that you feel it, or... For some people, it's only in the first trimester, which is from like around around week like six to twelve. Mm-hmm. That's when some things start to change. Then you'll probably notice it more. For me, it was around there. It was I think around week eight to around week twelve that I started feeling nauseous. Never throw up, but just nauseous, like the feeling of needing to throw up, but then there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Or eating, whenever I eat something, it's just doesn't sit well, mm-hmm. you know? I don't have any food aversions, I don't think, at least so far. Well, I would say that during this period, because you don't have morning sickness anymore. No. Um, But when you were feeling it, like you... But it wasn't a specific thing that was just making me nauseous. It was just everything eat, everything or mm-hmm. eating in general would make me sick. Mm-hmm. But there were like certain things that you were like craving and then you ate and then you were like, I don't want I don't... any of this right Yeah, now. this is not the flavor. Mm-hmm. Anything greasy and fatty, yeah. I was avoiding because it was just not... Well, it was not sitting well and especially when you need to throw up, there are certain things that you kind of don't want coming back up. You know, there are mm-hmm. certain flavors you don't want back up. And for me, during that time, was anything greasy? It was just not well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I noticed I was getting like a lot of cramps too. Every time I eat something, my stomach would just hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess we th- we use the term like stomach very colloquially. Was it your stomach stomach or your intestines? I think it was my intestine. Yeah, it's never the stomach. It's always the intestine, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm lucky that I didn't have severe morning sickness, or in this case, just severe pregnancy sickness. Mm-hmm. So, and... But, so, I, I, have, I have a question for that. that. We call it morning sickness, but you didn't really feel it too much... In, in the, the mornings, morning. per se, right? It was only once you started eating once that, started like, it eating, kicks in. So, yeah. That's why I said it's a, it's a misconception as to, I mean, the term calling morning sickness. I mean, it's not really in the morning. But some people do get it pretty bad in the morning, especially right when they wake up. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know how the term morning sickness. I guess for a lot of people, but there are rare cases that are not and i'm one of those rare cases i don't know 
It's, it's different for everyone. It right? is different for everyone. So a lot of these uh, symptoms are just guideline as in like, I know I used to look at the, at the like, towards the beginning of like finding out that I was pregnant, I used to look at like, okay, I'm on this week. What sort of things am I expected to be feeling or experiencing? And I'm like, I don't feel any of these things. But then it wasn't until much later on that I started feeling like maybe two out of like the 10 things that is listed. Mm -hmm. So it's just like a collection of all the symptoms symptoms. out there possible. Mm -hmm. And some people experience everything. Some people, none at all, you know? Yikes. So I'm just lucky. (laughs) Yeah, I can't imagine that's that's going to be a pleasant nine months. Um, Especially for people who experience it every single day for the entire pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, like you have a hunch that the people who who later say, "Oh, I really loved being pregnant." Oh, they're they're lying, man. <laughs> they did not experience the same the same uh, level of emotion that you were feeling. I mean, I at can, the very least, I can say right now, like I was lucky not to have to go through all of that misery, but and I, yet I don't. I would never say I enjoy being pregnant mm-hmm. because there's so many things I can't eat. Now I have to read the labels on every products that I buy because apparently there's like in California, you know, the Prop 65 known to state of California to cause like birth defects, cancer and all that. It's on almost everything that I used to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, if if I can just uh, explain Lynn's disappointment when she bought a bunch of things that she was really craving after the morning sickness started stopping yeah. and she was looking forward to really enjoying these things. And then all of a sudden she realizes that almost everything that she bought had one of these prop 65 warnings yeah. on it. Um, and her, she was just like bummed out, super like, bummed out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean the, the thing that did hit me the most, uh, pretty bad is my allergies. Like I always have uh nasal congestions and that's all that's been my entire life but while during this whole pregnancy thing it's gone really bad mm-hmm. and it doesn't help that like we have very dry winter here mm-hmm. and so the humid humidity goes down everything is really dry i start getting really itchy my nose starts to mm-hmm. run like crazy nonstop. and also added to that the hormones make um the smooth muscles in your body sort of relax a little bit mm-hmm. so the nose just runs on stop for months. Mm-hmm. With at, lately, it's been better because the humidity has been. It's been raining, so humidity's a lot better. Mm-hmm. But for for like a whole month or two, like my nose would just not stop running. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, there are certain medications you can't take anymore, right? Yeah, I can't do any of my normal allergy medication either because they all have antihistamine in mm-hmm. it. Not even the eye drops. Yeah, so anything at all. So I've been miserable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah and and speaking of like the whole smooth muscle in your body relaxing i mean this leads to uh something called your what is it urinary incontinent meaning like the little it's a vowel the the little thing that like control close your bladder from leaking every time it kind of just does what it wants you know so every time like you have a lot I was experiencing it the most, like, but normally they say that when you laugh too hard or when you cough too hard, you, you kind of pee yourself. For me, it wasn't any of that. 
I for me it was during this whole process of like being you know runny nose and allergies every time I sneeze I would pee myself and it's like so embarrassing good thing we're not going anywhere it's I'm always Mm -hmm. at home so I can just like you know go take care (laughs) of it but I have to like be careful because and I have like one of those really manly sneeze like with all power you know when I sneeze it's It's a loud one (laughs) it's not like one of those little mouse squeak sneeze no I don't do that I do one of those like manly powerful sneeze so every time I sneeze I would pee myself and it's just and it's something I've never experienced before you know Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, no, that's why I'm sharing. It's, like, it's just normal. It's just something that happens when you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that happen to your body when you're pregnant that, like, we don't often share, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, a, a little a little something that I found really fascinating um, was because, uh, so what's the process that leads to the muscles or the soft muscle, soft tissue? the smooth muscle yeah the smooth muscle the especially the ones that's like holding your nose back i guess right and your uh, and your in, bladder i i don't know how it works oh oh well, you you were telling me something so let me see if i if i remember um there's like some hormones that are going through yeah um and their purpose is to make room in your oh, belly right, right? right right oh right okay sorry that reminds yeah so the idea of your smooth muscle relaxing is so that it eventually helps prepare you for the day that you need to push the baby out. Mm-hmm. So it sort of like uh, relaxes your pelvic muscle. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, that's not the only place that is <coughs> smooth <laughs> muscle. So it pretty much anywhere, you know. Well, it's not only that. It also makes room, like physical room for the baby to grow in your belly, right? Right, right, right. But what I'm trying to say is that, like, that's something different. Oh, it's But what different. I'm trying right. to say is that the your pelvic muscle is this thing that is intact but like since you're growing a child and you're eventually gonna lead up to the day of needing to push the baby out that you're this hormone is making that pelvic muscle a lot more you know softer and more like (laughs) i'm like gesturing with my hand like this wave not wave so it makes it more relaxed Mm -hmm. and by it being relaxed you are able to then push the baby out right got it so that's part of the whole smooth muscle thing i mean yeah got it Okay, so going back to the abdominal muscle, because I found that one interesting. Is that different? I found that so interesting, too. Like, I was always curious as to, like, what happened to my, like, my abs. abs. I, not that I had any. I was... Well, some people, they have, like, they're, they have abs. And you wonder, because the baby is not growing on top of the abs. They're growing behind yeah, the abs, like, on the inside. So where did the abs go? They just, like... Take a vacation? What's going on? Yeah, so I was curious too, and I found out, like, what happened to your muscle just in general? Like, mm-hmm. whether you have six pack or not, that's something different, <laughs> right? And I was. We all have one on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> we all wish we have one. But so what happens is, uh, your body does this weird thing where your muscle splits mm-hmm. down the middle. And I think that's, that's where the, the, isn't that the, the soft tissue? Huh? Isn't that the soft tissue that it's like starting to relax for that to happen? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I think that's what you were explaining to me. Anyways, go on. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> if you go would with that. stop interrupting me, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> you're you're asking me something that I told you like like five months ago when I learned of it. 
so my little neural network in here is trying its <laughs> hardest uh and it thinks it remembers so anyways down the middle so down the middle of your belly button, right? Like mm-hmm. your muscle. You know, normally you have like the, the, the six pack and then yeah. the middle there's a line. So what happened when you're pregnant is that your muscle just splits mm-hmm. down the middle and then just goes left and right. So you have uh, side packs. Yeah. So then your <laughs> muscle becomes like instead of right in the middle, you, you get like side packs. And then, of course, connecting that is a really thin sheet of muscle mm-hmm. tissue. That connects it. It's holding it all in. And it's, it, or it's keeping your muscle, the two left to right muscle intact. And then right in the middle, there is how your baby then stretches. Mm-hmm. So depending on how big your baby is, like that could impact how stretch that little tissue in the middle is. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about skin. This is all underneath. This it, is right? the muscle. And, and like how stretched that muscle is. And then essentially like, depending on how you recover your body recovers like you might not get a complete you get a sideways a sideways six-pack well you're not gonna get a sideways six-pack but you might get like the 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 line in the middle like Mm -hmm. your muscle might not go back to where it Mm -hmm. was of being really close together anymore you might now have like a separation in the middle interesting because that's where it got too stretched but yeah it's weird so uh, practically speaking, like you've been doing workouts almost every morning mm-hmm. um, to k- keep your body fit and to help you like be able to to bear the weight that's uh, being placed very quickly upon you, right? Yeah. Um, and you immediately noticed when this started happening because you lost all like strength in your core, right? Oh yeah, I can't do any core workout anymore. I mean. Not that I was ever able to do like sit ups that much, mm-hmm. but I, I can't, all of a sudden it's gone. <laughs> I can't even do one sit up without getting winded, mm-hmm. and I think that's because like there's no the more muscles muscle are not there, there no more. <laughs> yeah, because it's your you core know, is now on two sides. It's on my two sides, so it's weird how the body works. And then of course, found out I'm always like, okay, what happened to my 23 inches long of intestine? Feet, feet. Oh, 23 feet. Oh, right. It's, it's a long one. feet. Damn, how does it all fit in the body? Well, you know when people say, like, you ate something and then you immediately need to go to the bathroom? That's completely false. Like, it's going to be two days. Yeah. You're you're getting something else that's coming out. I guess 23 feet. That is if you stretch the intestine, right? No, not stretch. Or is it? It just made it a single line. Oh. But anyway, I was always curious as to what happens to all the organs. And it apparently it gets pushed up. From mm-hmm. the wherever everything is towards up towards the diaphragm, mm-hmm. so everything gets squished, which is why when you're pregnant and you're eating, it just hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like you're not allowed, you can't really eat too much all at once. You have to break it up in little small portions. So then, like one acid reflux is a huge thing. Every time I eat something, just wants to come. Yeah, back because up. guess what? The intestines occupied room that the stomach was the ones occupying. Yeah, but also now the stomach is used to be this nice bubble thing. It's all all squished up into like this little mm-hmm. sliver of thing. And then of course with the hormone making the smooth muscle relaxing, mm-hmm. the little sphincter in your stomach that keep the food down in your mm-hmm. stomach it's now open. So anything you eat, it just wants to come back up the esophagus. Yeah. So. And guess what? Stomach acid eats your esophagus. It hurts. Yeah, it's made to go in one direction, not the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, fun time. Life is tough. 
it's amazing like over uh, a very very long time but our our bodies kind of came equipped to deal with this right yeah like imagine if they didn't have the the soft tissue softening and then you just had a baby growing underneath your abs and it just tore right mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't give way to it just ripped through yeah like your skin was still there but then you're kind of a wreck afterwards right well, so. I mean, that's why childbirth is a dangerous thing, right? Mm-hmm. Well, not like that's afterwards. Oh, uh, yeah. Like this, just going through a pregnancy is going to kind of destroy your body. Where, for all intents and purposes, it seems like it's it's set to recover from a lot of this, right? Mm-hmm. Just takes time, and then of course with modern medication, like we we know so much now, mm-hmm. and we know how to take care of ourselves, but like. I don't know how people do it, man. This is our first and I'm like struggling already. Like, I don't know how people... <laughs> I know the world record of someone ever having like men, the most amount of kid was like 60 something. 68. I think that was like the, the world record. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand like... Of course, many of the pregnancy was like twins, triplets and things like that. That's the only way for you to have 60 something kids. But how do you go through that, mm-hmm. you know? And I think the they were living in the time where it's like the 1900s or whatever. Like, during the time where, like, modern medication was not a thing yet. Like, how did that person survive, <laughs> you know? Well, it's, uh, they were well-equipped. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, uh, as this uh, baby has been growing in you... Um, I hope so. It's not <laughs> just so. a giant well, tape warmer. Well, like one one way that people <laughs> say to check if something is alive is you feel a heartbeat, right? Sure. Um, can you feel your baby's heartbeat, or is that just a myth? I mean, you can if you have like proper equipment. <laughs> yeah, if you have a stethoscope, which I'm consider buying, by the way. Cool. I want to get one, but um, no, you cannot feel your baby's heartbeat just by putting your hand on your stomach and then or feeling, feeling your stomach or yeah but at a certain point you will be able to mm-hmm. at certain once it reach a certain i guess maturity you will once be the able heart to. is no longer the size of a raisin i would say <laughs> sure like it has to be big enough to yeah so i think like i think in a few more weeks we might be able to like if you put your ears against my stomach you might be able to like really focus and be able to hear it but i mean like you can do an ultrasound and that's how you pick it up. But there's always like people saying like, oh, I can feel my baby's heartbeat when I touch it or something like that. And you, at least up until a certain point, you cannot feel it. And that, and what you're actually feeling is just, that's your own heartbeat that Mm -hmm. you're feeling or the, 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 the sound or the movement of the blood rushing to your stomach and this norm and you normally feel it more usually after you eat something so like after i eat i would eat something i would need to digest and of course while you're when you're pregnant your blood volume is more or less double Mm -hmm. and a lot of you know and we know that like and to digest, we kind of like the blood rushes to the stomach and do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So during pregnancy, well, there's a lot the more blood going there. Mm-hmm. So what you're feeling and what you're experiencing is that. Got it. So, I mean, I used to feel it a lot when I lie down after I eat. And now I don't anymore. 
So I think I kind of got used to it or it's more cushion. I don't know. That was morning sickness all along. <laughs> but it normally feels really good to just lie down and then be able to like just follow the rhythm of my heartbeat. It's not the baby, like the rhythm of my heartbeat. And it kind of like just soothes the discomfortness that I get from eating. Mm-hmm. So it's like my own little sound machine. <laughs> <laughs> Caused by blood volume. Cause, yeah. So. Okay. One final question for you. Sure. When you deliver, are you going to use FedEx or UPS? <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>